Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another WTF1 podcast, the fourth. <laughs> Are you actually going to say? Podcast we've done again, but no, uh, I'm not going to do that for the entire year, I promise. Uh, but welcome, welcome along to another podcast. Today, I am joined by Tom Bellingham, the WTF1 founder and founder of my heart. Uh, welcome, Aww. Tommy. And uh, and Katie Fairman, I mean, WTF on author, you, you see her in WH Smith, you see her in Woolworths, I was about to say, that's, that's not, <laughs> that's, don't even think that was a bookstore, but either or, welcome both of you. We're going to be talking about the 2022 season, of course, and our predictions. So this is probably going to be one of the um, videos we come back on and look at how terribly we did. Uh, so we've broken it down into five different parts. We've got biggest surprise, biggest letdown, will a driver be dropped, a surprise winner, and then the F1 world champion will be. Now, away from this as well, we will be sealing uh, our predictions for the entire season, won't we, guys, uh, in terms of who will finish where in the driver's championship and who will finish where in the constructors as well as maybe like a who will finish fourth at the British Grand Prix just for yeah, banter. Before but, testing. Yes, yeah, before fun. testing, we'll, we'll seal that and uh, we will come back to it at the end of the season but the end of the season feels like a very long time away so uh yes we will be doing some predictions and that might give you some insight as to what our full predictions will be uh, when we look back at that later on but um yeah are, are you both well ready for this ready to go yeah um, ready to make an idiot out of myself again <laughs> <laughs> you actually are going to shout in london soon aren't you katie this, this week this actually happening Amazing. So, what day? I'm Just really so excited. Prepare. So I can um, bring in my high-definition camera and... Uh, I reckon tomorrow. Microphone. I reckon we get, do it tomorrow. Yeah? Yeah. I'm just, think, yeah, just thinking about what would be the busiest day in London uh, <laughs> and what, what time we should do it as well. I reckon in sort of like 9am, that would be ooh, perfect. Or maybe a little 5pm jobby. Uh, or, but, or maybe people at lunch. You know, maybe we can... Me and Tommy can be feasting on the sidelines whilst Katie shouts, You're Sorry, really Fernando. enjoying this. I think also we need to get the full name of Fernando Alonso as well. If it's got any middle names. Middle names as well, yeah. yeah. If it's got middle names or, or, uh, you know, just say sorry to his whole family. Anyway, right. That's Wikipedia. We are are getting (laughs) sidetracked. Uh, Yes. So Wait, his name isn't Fernando Alonso. No, it's it's Fred. Fernando Alonso Diaz. So his actual name is Alonso Diaz. Well, it's it's, it's Spanish naming. Oh. Named after, like, uh, take your mother's name on. Wow. Some people do. Insightful. Wow. Uh, whatever it is, whatever name we decide on. Okay, so you <laughs> yeah. have to, I think I might get one of those uh, where you can measure the decibels. So we set a target no. and then you have to go above that. Because I'm not having any of this. So I found it. And then we all just go back. <laughs> no, it's got to be from, from the depths of your lungs. Right. Anyway, so the first uh, prediction we are going to uh, delve into, I was going to say discover, is the biggest surprise. Now, this could be anything. This could be... You know, Turkey comes back, but it's not. Uh, for me, my one is Mick Schumacher. Just, just, just generally. Uh, you, you will probably realise that this whole podcast is just going to be fanboy central. Uh, sorry, just passionate because, um, well, <laughs> well, we'll get into it. But yes, I think that Mick Schumacher will be the biggest surprise because if uh, if people haven't um, assessed his career so far, he takes a year to warm up, just a little you know, he needs, he needs some of that temperature to just go up before he really starts popping in some performances. Yes, his 
Formula One debut season wasn't the best and cost Haas a lot of money in terms of crashing. But I think Haas will, well, I hope Haas will take a big step forward in performance, which will then give him more of a predictable car and a better car for him to drive and give him maybe a bit more confidence as well to be able to push to a limit where he's not going to go over it. Like in the Haas, he wanted to obviously impress, but there was no chance of doing that when it was so far off the pace. So I think Mick Schumacher will take a very pleasant step forward for next year in that Haas, both in his own performances and also Haas in terms of their performance as well on track. Your fanboying predictions. You're, you're going optimistic. Yeah, I'm covering Backing it off, your boy Mick. Yeah, good old MSC. You know, you've got to back him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he surprised lots of people this morning by saying he doesn't think pineapple belongs on pizza, which actually, yeah, no, I need to change that. Frankly, outrageous because yeah, I need to change it that. does. I forgot. No, pineapple is unbelievable on pizza, and I won't have anything else. Actually, no, change <laughs> yeah. that. It's not Mick Schumacher. He's going to be my biggest letdown now <laughs> <laughs> for saying that. Just <laughs> hurt you oh, now. Bless him. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, well, so I think Mick Schumacher will will come up trumps. Do it. What do we think to to that particular prediction? If he can keep it out of the wall, then yeah. Then hopefully he'll he'll get on well. I think it depends uh, with Mick whether the Haas improves uh, or not, um, because I think a lot of his crashes were because you know he's pushing hard because he was the one that was actually able to get on the back of a Williams sometimes, um, and yeah, I said it before, but the the people that are trying to that are almost there and then trying to make up for their lack of car ability uh, always seem to be the people that crash the most. So, um, yeah, I think based on uh, what he's done throughout his career in terms of like second season, a lot better, but he has had his, did have his moments uh, this year. So I think last year, it's going to, sorry, last year, <laughs> it's all, uh, it's all down to the <laughs> car. Isn't number it? one, ding. How yeah. We're going to get it wrong this uh, until the season starts, I think. Um, but yeah, uh, I think a lot of it's going to be down to the house and if they make that improvement or not. Yeah. I think that's fair. What about yours, Katie? What's yours? My biggest surprise is going to be that we're going to see a podium for both Alpha Tauri drivers. Did Tommy hack your account? Uh, No, but I've obviously been spending too much time with him. (laughs) You've you've got on, you've, you've, I've joined the Alpha Tauri economy ticket on the uh, Yuki Sonoda hype train, haven't you? You're, You're just on, seeing how it goes. Yeah, might might depart after the first stop, but we'll we'll see. Um, but yeah, I think the well, the Alpha Tauri was definitely one of the biggest disappointments last year for me because I was so sure that because they had that Honda power unit in the back and Red Bull were looking strong and even in like testing and Bahrain to an extent, you know, their their general package looked quite strong. And I was thinking, yeah, this is gonna be a great year for them. Um and then Pierre Gasly just doing Pierre Gasly things and Yuki doing Yuki things. Um, but yeah, just see Tommy's face there like, oh. Um, but hopefully, you know, like you say, second year for Yuki, same as Mick. He's got a bit more comfortable. Maybe Abu Dhabi, yes, he got a fourth place there. Possibly, you know, looking at how he did generally, it was a bit of an anomaly. But um, he will hopefully come back this year and, and get a podium because I feel like the car might just make that jump forward and they'll be able to do it. But I'm also ready for that to be so, so wrong. So we'll see. I think Gazi will do it because he's a legend and he'll be able to, you know, if there's a, a weird race or something like that, we've seen so many times in 2021, 
like Baku, for example, he was able to haul himself up onto the podium there. But yeah, I've, I'd like to go in with a bit of positivity and a bit of hope for AlphaTauri this year. Okay. <laughs> Foolishly. <laughs> okay, okay. I respect that. You know, it's a bold, biggest surprise. I think if it was just one podium, then, you know, it's a pretty much a, 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 a done deal, wouldn't you say, with uh, Pierre Gasly? But yeah, I think there is an element, I guess, of recency bias with uh, with Yuki Tsunoda. When you look at the season as a whole, it was a bit of a stinker. Uh, he was uh, the red flag's best friend. Um, but yeah, I think if he does continue on that trend and does uh, start to put in some good performances, then maybe his confidence will continue to grow. And whether AlphaTauri will make another step forward, because I felt I really felt like their car was potentially third best for a lot uh, some of the season, um, and they didn't manage to utilise that, whether that due to strategy or, or errors. So they're going to have to iron that out if they want to, 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 to get it right in terms of the Constructors' Championship throughout the entire year. But... One podium result for both Alpha Tauri drivers. It's going to have to require a very crazy race, I think. But look, 2021 was crazy race after crazy race. So it can happen. Going to have to hope that this, uh, how the field is so close and apparently, you know, if it's super close and uh, anyone can win this, this kind of season, which a lot of people uh, that they've kind of almost been hyping quite a bit um, happens. I... I think Gasly will get a podium. Sonoda, not so sure. Um, wow. But at the end of the did day... that hurt to say? It, it did. Yeah, the tears are rolling As, down his yeah. face. Yeah, <laughs> especially, especially, you know, I don't I don't want to go too... Uh, to, I don't want to hype up AlphaTauri too much this year after last, <laughs> my last year's prediction. Uh, and yeah, I agree. They they didn't deliver the, first, the start of the season. Um, you'd have maybe banked on them finishing maybe even like third or fourth in the title with how good their car was in Bahrain. Uh, but they were nowhere near that. Yeah. Tommy, carry on. You've got the mic. What's your biggest surprise? My biggest surprise, uh, I think, will be Valtteri Bottas. And that is because uh, I think uh, I can see him putting in, particularly in qualifying performances, that make a lot of people go, oh, yeah. Bottas is a lot better than we gave him credit for. Uh, you know, he's not as good as a seven-time world champion and the st- statistical goat, but um, that doesn't mean he's a bad driver. And I think that um, I think Bottas might surprise a few people. I can I can see based on my thoughts uh, and no <laughs> testing <laughs> that. Um, he he's gonna he's gonna put that Alfa Romeo into into places in qualifying in particular where it probably doesn't it shouldn't be a lot more than we saw Kimi Raikkonen and uh, Giovinazzi do, um, where Bottas puts in these these odd performances where he maybe sticks it in like like P nine or or eleventh or something when it shouldn't really be there. So that's my that's what I feel like could be the biggest surprise. I think that the thoughts on Bottas will change quite a lot in the community with how he does. Yeah. And we, we already saw just in terms of his own, you know, performances at Mercedes when that pressure was relieved off of him and he had said that he was not going to be at Mercedes anymore or however the agreement was, was done. Um, he, he started driving a lot better and clearly I'd, whatever happened in that, in those last couple of seasons, Bottas really did tail off in terms of performances. So yeah, I think that it'll be a fresh start for him. Uh, he's up against someone that 
really shouldn't be anywhere near him, uh, really. Guan Yu Zhou, of course, new to Formula One this year. Um, but yeah, you know, we might see the Bottas from you know back in the Williams days when he was getting a lot of hype and we were like, oh yeah, Bottas going to Mercedes, this could be exciting. Uh, and I think it will, will, we will see that as well. So I, I agree, Tommy, he will be um, someone that will surprise some people, at least. I don't think it will surprise you because I don't think you think Bottas is a, a bad driver. So this is more as a community-wide feeling. Uh, and uh, I agree. I think Bottas will be very good uh, in the Alfa Romeo, but it just depends how good the car is. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Bottas being more of a, a dominant driver again. Like you say, when he was at Williams, there was so much hype and excitement around him. And then he went to Mercedes and that still continued. I mean, we've said on this podcast before, like there have been several occasions where Bottas has taken it to Hamilton, which is not an easy thing to do. Um, but just as time has gone on, he's kind of been a little bit worn down having to go Again, somebody like Lewis Hamilton race weekend after race weekend. And we all know these drivers have it in their minds that they will be world champions. So that can't be too easy going into a team and every day knowing that you've got to be a teammate to Lewis Hamilton. That's not going to be an easy thing to do. But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him back at the number one position in a team. And uh, I agree with Tommy. I, I think we might see some some good little quali uh, laps throughout the year and maybe even find him at the end of the top 10, maybe getting a few extra points for, for Alfa Romeo if the car is any good. But of course, we don't know that, do we? So Last word for this podcast is uh, yeah. is that, isn't it? If it's any good. Um, yeah, I think maybe we even may, may even see a to whom it may concern or just to Mercedes F you. Imagine. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it'll be that salty. You may think you know Harry's, but Harry's is way more than a super sharp razor company. They're here to revamp your entire routine from close shaves and flake free hair all the way to clear, healthy skin. Harry's helps guys feel good. Harry's are offering a free travel size shower gel with a trial set to you our WTF1 listeners. So give them a chance and you can also try other products as well as shave. So what is in the trial set? Well, there's an expertly engineered weighted handle, one five-blade cartridge which is crafted by artisans in their own German factory, complete with precision trimmer, a handy foaming shave gel for effective lubrication, travel blade cover for life's adventures, and a free shower gel just for you. So why not give your own shower shave a go by redeeming a free Harry's trial set? All you need to cover is the £3.95 for delivery. So go to harrys.com forward slash WTF1 to have your set delivered and start a shave plan. Your freebie will be added at checkout. That's harrys.com forward slash WTF1. Grind helps you make better, more sustainable coffee at home with their compostable coffee pods filled with organic and fair trade coffee compatible with your original style Nespresso machine. It's great coffee doing good. Get your first 30 compostable coffee pods for just £5 plus a pink refillable grind tin when you go to grind.co.uk and use code WTF1 at the checkout. That's over 60% off for the perfect cup of coffee at home. So why should you choose Grind? Well, they offer a sustainable alternative to plastic and aluminium coffee pods. Every minute, 29,000 plastic and aluminium coffee pods go to landfill. That's almost 30 billion pods a year. 
You can also get coffee delivered for free right to your door as and when you need it. Grind have a wealth of coffee experience helping you to make barrister quality coffee at home. In addition to all of this, it tastes great. All of their coffee is certified organic and fair trade. So why not try it? Go to grind.co.uk and use code WTF1 for your first 30 compostable coffee pods for just £5 plus a pink refillable grind tin. But uh, Right, okay, so that is the biggest surprise done and dusted. Now we go to biggest letdowns. We've gone from positivity to sadness. Uh, my, my biggest letdown, and that's not necessarily for me personally, but I think as a whole, especially Team LH, I think Mercedes is going to be off the pace. Boom. Yeah, I've said, I mean, I've said it already. I've said it again. I, think <laughs> I love the way you clarified that, like, it's not, not my personal. Yeah, yeah. Yes, probably Mercedes like, yes, off the Mercedes pace. Off the uh, no, I think that, obviously, I'd, I'd like to see them up the front fighting other teams. But, I, I you know, there's obviously talk about how grueling the last season was for both Mercedes and Red Bull uh, in terms of fighting each other to the very uh, last minute uh, in the season. And, of course, you know, that's going to take some attention off of the 2022 car. So, I feel like Mercedes may not get it right. And, uh, you know, it's pure speculation. We don't know. But uh, I see it happening. And mainly because I've got my Ferrari rose-tinted glasses on. Uh, but I feel like they will be at least not the pace setters from the get-go. And I can't wait to be clipped uh, when they are <laughs> second clear in pole position uh, in Bahrain. But, yeah, I, I think it's, there's, a, there's a very real possibility that this could happen in my head. I think that's, yeah, quite a bold... A bold prediction, you say? My Alpha Tauri one was bold. I'd say this is bolder. Just um, third. Just like third fast. Oh, okay. You know? like they're not going to be like with Haas. They're not, they're not a Haas, yeah. Well, no. Haas would be like at least fifth. Come on. Oh, wow. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Seventh. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> That's all right. Um, I think that Mercedes will be kind of in the same place really as they were last year you know they're such a huge organization they've got so much resource behind them that I can't imagine a change of regulations is going to cause them to have that much of a fall off um but I won't go into too much because I know that Tommy has got quite an interesting take on it as well so I'm I'm just going to sit back and watch you two fight <laughs> oh, it out wow. I think Tommy's spicy well, it's take. quite it's quite funny because yeah one of us is going to be right here I might as well just go into my uh, yeah my prediction because yeah. it covers it and mine is Mercedes domination <laughs> uh, and that's in terms of the letdown being that we were promised um, and and the thing we I guess it's the thing everyone feared that we finally got this title battle after years of Mercedes dominance and um, then the rules changed and again it's just a prediction but I see it uh, exactly the <laughs> opposite to you in terms of how uh, Mercedes put um, were said how much they were putting into their 2022 car. You know, it could be it could be just them playing mind games with Red Bull at the end of the season. At the end of the day, um, but the fact that they still won the constructors and came uh, that close to the drivers in a season where they kept saying, you know, 2022 is where our focus is. Um, that scares me quite a lot. <laughs> and uh, the my biggest worry is that they could just absolutely nail the regulations and we go back to 2014, 2016, where uh, the Mercedes are just pretty much guaranteed pole every single race and winning every single race. And if that's the case, please, George Russell, be good. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, fair. Okay, look, you know, you're allowed your opinion. It, this is literally just a roll of the dice at this point. You know, I don't necessarily believe that all the headlines of we're focusing on 2022 because a lot of that could have been used as bluff to be like, okay, Red Bull, stop developing your car in 2021, please, because we really want to win the world championship. So, you know, there's lots of mind games that always happen. The F1 team don't always tell the truth. And uh, yeah, we will see. We will, one of us will be clipped up yeah. and be wrong. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> yeah it's going to be interesting to see how they get on this year i guess the, the way the way my thinking is that the the new rules might not quite be um as order shuffling as we think oh, stop, um stop oh, well it's called this, biggest letdown well i just go for the jinx and then i'm wrong come on okay yeah uh no uh but no this is generally i could i could see it happening but i of course definitely hope not because what we want to see is lots of drivers lots of teams at the front george russell said it's going to be a five-way fight for the championship he thought didn't he yeah, but yeah. Toto Wolff also said one year that Mercedes were going to be with Williams and they won the title by 7,000 oh, so points. So, so now you don't believe the title. <laughs> <laughs> um, Katie, what's yours? Mine is to do with the team on the opposite end of the grid, and that is Haas. And I've just got a feeling that they're not really going to improve at all on 2021. I know that they said all this stuff about we're focusing on 2022 and these new regulations. And that's why the car was a bit of a dog last year. But I'm afraid if I had to look into my magic crystal ball, which is probably going to get taken to the shop for a refund because it won't come true. But um, that, yeah, I just I can't see Haas making that much of a step forward, like comparing them to someone like Mercedes, the facilities they have at Haas are just like not really they're non-existent i was like you don't have the facilities for that big man (laughs) (laughs) i get that reference i get that but like they don't even have a simulator like come on yeah i did see one game yeah i was gonna say i mean that's gonna help isn't it (laughs) i've seen like pitch i think it was a joke but like yeah like mazepin on like an n64 or something like to be fair, the Sailors have dropped the uh, 2021 car on iRacing, so you know, there's there's always there's some level. Uh, <laughs> you can just copy that. <laughs> <laughs> write that down. Write that. Down. Yeah. <laughs> so again, one of us will be clipped, me or you, Katie, uh, as to because obviously I said Mick Schumacher is going to be the biggest surprise. They're going to take a step forward, maybe like seventh, and you're just like, nah, they're going to be dead fam. So well, okay, when they swap one Ujo and Mick Schumacher, so he goes to Alpha, then maybe. Mm, maybe. Yeah, the path is being set for Mick Schumacher to Ferrari eventually. Uh, okay, so cool. Right. Away oh, from... my thought. My, let me just. Uh, oh, yeah. Echo, echo Sorry. Take the, the Sorry. take the mic. Take the mic. I'm more on uh, Katie's side here in terms of, yeah, the facilities because, and also I think it's the, the, the problem being the two inexperienced drivers still for me. Mm. Um, and you could say as well that there's so many teams that keep saying like we've put all our effort into 2022 will be the best. And we said it in the last podcast, only one of them can be the best. And like, you know, I can see Haas improving. Definitely. I think Haas will improve. Um, and I can see them being improving a lot in terms of, um, where they were last year as in not dreadful. So they're more comfortably in the midfield. Um, I definitely don't. I don't see them like, I guess you're probably the same, but yeah, I don't see them being like really good or like, it's probably just tail end of points, just closer. 
maybe they'll make a car just like they did uh, a few years ago where they work just randomly in one qualifying session where Kevin Magnussen mm. will stick it fifth and then that's about it. They uh, always seem and- to do really well in Australia for some reason. So maybe yeah. if we go back, if we go back, back to Albert Park, do. yeah. And that'll yeah, get cancelled and then, yeah. Um, okay, so let's, I was going to say we'll move away from negativity, but the next one is, will a driver be dropped? Uh, but there's no negativity here because all of us said no, um, which is great from us, positivity. You know, we, we all think they're all going to be great. Um, no, I don't think a driver will be dropped. I think there will be obviously an understanding that it is a completely new car that they're, they're going out into uh, the unknown, a bit of frozen restaurant reference there. Um, I think that, yeah, there's not going to be a driver that loses their seat, but I think there will be pressure. Uh, for example, that Guan Yu Zhou, for example, if he is so far off the pace of Bottas, um, you know, there are drivers waiting in the wings. There's the Oscar Piastres of this world that need a seat, definitely, for his talent. Uh, so there is going to be pressure on the field to deliver, and the only real uh, comparison you can have is to your teammate. So it's going to be one to watch for sure, but on the grid I don't think there's anyone that's going to be a risk of losing their seat either due to being close enough to their teammate or having enough finances to be able to cover it yeah I think I mean the the aspect of dropping a driver obviously was quite a popular thing a few years ago with all the Red Bull drama and stuff like that but yeah I think like you say Matt they'll be fairly understanding new regulations um, and the last thing that a team's probably going to need is that driver inconsistency if anything they're going to hopefully lock in a driver for those 23 races so they can get the best possible feedback if they suddenly get a driver who might not be performing too well on track but has actually got a good understanding of that car and then saying sling your work you're out that's going to be all that data all that information that they've sort of gathered and like a fresh slate and that's really not what they they need for 2022 so i'm saying no one's going to be dropped (laughs) yeah same and the reason for that is because the drivers that I can see maybe doing so poorly, like you say, Matt, like a Guan Yu Zhou, or even if you know Mazepin doesn't improve anywhere near as much as uh, as he did uh, last year, and is still you know miles off the pace. At the end of the day, they're the one with the in a lower team that need that financial backing, so they're not going to get rid of them. Um, I can see a driver you know going at the end of the season if they don't perform. Uh, Sonoda, uh, Albon, maybe if he doesn't beat Latifi, because they're they're drivers that don't have huge financial backing that is going to completely ruin the team if they go. Um, but I th- think and uh, I hope as well that we don't see drivers being dropped mid-season because yeah, I can't I can't see it happening personally. Okay, well done. We watch this be the worst take of history. We lose three drivers from the grid or something. Uh, okay, right now we move on to a surprise winner now right let me just uh, get my ferrari merch out right mine and it, it may not be a surprise when we see them clear in testing uh it, the surprise winner is going to be carlos Sainz because i think ferrari are going to be right up there and carlos Sainz very much was a match for for leclerc last year and he has a performance in him uh, especially if that ferrari and i'm not saying you know even if ferrari aren't the fastest car but they're in the mix they're in the mix for podiums we're gonna have a crazy race we're gonna have uh you know changeable conditions and carlos Sainz has already proved that you know he loves a podium in a crazy race so i think that we will certainly no don't say that matt come on <laughs> rewind we will most likely see a victory for carlos Sainz if that ferrari is anywhere near 
in the mix of the top three teams? Well, certainly when we were asked to put our ones forward, I thought of Carlos Sainz and I was like, is that going to be a big enough of a surprise though? Because I feel like it's just almost a guarantee that sooner or later he'll get that first win. Well, now you've said it. What? Oh, no. I know he's going to take the same. (laughs) Yeah. So I think it's only a matter of time. And with the Ferrari package at the end of 2021 looking pretty competitive, yeah, I, I'd like to think that it's going to happen. Hold on. Right. Before you two say your predictions, right? Both of yours are serial race winners. Carlos Sainz yeah, has yeah, never yeah. won a race. Well, this is, this is, is the thing. Yeah, but yeah it's, okay. it's, it's how, you, um, how you see a surprise winner because I guess the reason it's really difficult to pick, and I, I struggled to pick this one because mm. I guess it's only a surprise winner until we kind of know what the pace is. So so obviously, yeah, like Carlos Sainz would be a surprise winner if um, we're going on it's this year's pace. But uh, if Matt's birthdays and Christmas dreams come true uh, <laughs> and Ferrari are five seconds faster than the entire field, oh, no, not five. then three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> then the first race uh, and Ferrari are really good, then we'll be like, well, of course, Sainz is going to win a race this year. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one. Um, this is from right but, now. I'd say it's a surprise. But right winner, now, right? yeah, from science. Right yeah. yeah, I would love to see science get a win, and I think he would. And you could you could argue that like Lando kind of comes in that category as well. So uh, if we go on to mine, if we're going on <laughs> Matt's definition of surprise, I'm going Lando Norris. If we're going Katie's definition of surprise, I'm going Fernando Alonso. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's. Uh, I can see Alonso again. It's it's just crazy races. The experience of Alonso uh, could see him getting a win. Um, yeah, because I guess if you flipped Ocon and Alonso in Hungary, Alonso's winning that race every single day of the week, isn't it? Yeah, hundred so percent. Yeah, that's the kind of thing you're betting on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. Uh, could be a, a definite thing. I'm just getting nervous of the idea of Fernando Alonso starting winning races because of the <laughs> bet I made last I time. I am here for the tattoo. No. I will gladly <laughs> sacrifice Ferrari winning the championship. For it's Fernando. just going to be you're just going to be like praying Alonso retires by the end of uh, like four years time when you just keep upping your bet always about Fernando Alonso <laughs> until you've changed your name to Fernando Alonso. Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, you're like double God. or nothing for next year. It's fine. We'll just do it that way. <laughs> just, yeah, Deep will change my name to Fernando Alonso next year. Uh, no, yes. I haven't made, I'm not going to make any bold like bets or anything this one. I think Fernando Alonso tattoo is enough. I don't need to put myself through more anxiety and stress by promising other things. So. Um, but yeah, I think I think if uh, we have crazy races and we know what um, a legend Fernando Alonso is at like fighting his way through the through the field and uh, pulling performances out of pretty much nowhere or managing to maintain them like we saw in Qatar, then, yeah, I think that's definitely a possibility. Um, and, yeah, my one that I've gone for, if we're good to move on to my one, I have said Sebastian Vettel, which, as you would say, you know, he's a four-time world champion. Could you classify that as a surprise? But with the performance Aston Martin has had, I think that would be quite a surprise if Vettel was back to his winning ways, because certainly when his time at Ferrari didn't look to be going very well, I think a lot of fans have have questioned, have we seen Sebastian Vettel's last ever race win? But I've got to have the faith, got to have hope that 2022 will deliver us just one more. I mean, even in World Rally Championship, Sebastian Loeb has just won his 80th 
rally. Like, and he's come back from retirement, if you want to call it that, but it proves he can still do it. He's so I'm 15. hoping another, yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping Sebastian like, yeah. Vettel will If do a Sebastian that. can do it in rally, another yeah. Sebastian can do it in F1. Yeah, that's okay. just like common Big sense, logic. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, no, I'd love to see Vettel win. I think every single person in the community would love to see Vettel win, which if you'd gone back to his Red Bull days, mm. No one in the community wanted Vettel to win, so it's it's yeah. amazing how uh, how times have changed. But he's you know he's done some amazing things um, in recent times, both on and off the track. Uh, and you know I'd love to see Seb uh, have you know a surprise win just like Ocon did uh, in Hungary because uh, it would be a very feel good moment. Uh, I don't know whether it'll actually happen, but uh, Aston Martin are going to have to get their act together if they want to be in, even with the shout of of winning such a race. Yeah. D- Definitely, definitely uh, different definitions of surprise yeah. surprise winners. You know, this car last night, I've just worked out uh, mine and Katie's predictions have 83 Grand Prix wins between them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yes, uh, mine was made based on if the order is the same as it yeah, was. Yeah, last you, you, year. your two was on performance. Mine was a bit of both. Uh, a bit of performance, a bit of just the fact that he's never won. Cool. All right. So uh, now we move on to the final prediction. And the one of which I don't even probably need to say my answer. Hello, Frank, in the background. I don't know if you can see that on the podcast because uh, you've got a narrow, uh, narrow frame. But either way, uh, F1 world champion. So, my who's Matt picked? I wonder. <laughs> Frank wants Same to say Frank. his uh, his uh, prediction as well. My Formula One world champion will be Charles Leclerc. It's happening. It doesn't matter. I'm I'm literally I am. What's the word? forcing this into existence basically i am manifesting manifesting that's the word uh you're you're wearing red as well katie thank you um so you know there is there is signs that ferrari are going to be great uh those signs are all in my head but um look (laughs) i just it's just gonna it's just gonna happen Uh, it would need ferrari to be very very good because i think as i said previously charlotte claire is prone to some mistakes um but if ferrari have a title winning car let's have it CL16. It's I over mean, for you guys. It's yeah. happening. I mean, look, and- if, if everyone, everyone thinks that I'm biased before towards Lewis Hamilton or British biased towards George Russell, just get ready for Charles Leclerc. And yeah, he's not oh British. <laughs> yeah, he's not. Last time I checked, no. And didn't you put a tweet out and Charles actually liked it? So he's yeah. also behind the plan. He's on the hype becoming world champion. Didn't even tag I him. Think- I was just like, Charles Leclerc yeah. is a world champion. He was like, like, yeah, no, I, yeah. I am. There we so go. That, that's so my evidence. That's my evidence. Okay. So clearly he knows something and he's liked it. So here you go. <laughs> it's, it's meant to be. Yeah. Leclerc's, uh, the narrative around Leclerc's isn't actually annoying me and I don't even support him <laughs> like you do because literally losing to science by what was it, five and a half points. Um, the amount of people that have just like written him off and think he's terrible now is an absolute joke, to be honest. Um, I think if Ferrari have a world championship winning car, Leclerc can definitely win the world title. <laughs> and I've said it again. I've said it, you know. Say that again, to, Tommy. <laughs> Leclerc, world champion. But, um, I've got a, I've got a really it's bad similar, uh, It's similar in a way to um, Verstappen, where everyone said, uh, <laughs> everyone sort of said, oh, Verstappen, like, yeah, crashes all the time. Uh, you know, he won't be consistent if he gets a good car, but he got given a good car and he could just be fast enough that he wasn't crashing all the time for trying to make up for the car's insufficiencies and all that, like I've been saying. Uh, and I feel like if Leclerc got uh, a car that could do that, 
uh, after his experience from like 2019. Yes, he made a few mistakes there, but remember that was literally his second season in F1. Uh, and he was like, you know, straight into that Ferrari really quickly. Um, I think he could, he could challenge for a title. So if Ferrari, um, you know, no offense to science, but if Ferrari have the car, I think Leclerc is the one that's taking the title, not science. Thank you, Tommy. I love these, these, like, the the fact that we're, yeah. <laughs> I just love that we're talking about this and, you know, putting the clerk's name in with the others because it's been so long where we've approached a season and it's been like, yeah, Hamilton's probably going to do this. And although last year, you know, before, well, after testing, there were like some murmurs that maybe Verstappen is actually looking really competitive and he could do it. But yeah, I'm just loving just a bit of something different Variety. going into the year. Yeah, yeah it's good. You're welcome. It's supposed to us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we go to your... our one. <laughs> All right, Katie, what is yours? I think that Lewis Hamilton will not retire. He'll come back and he's going to be F1 more champion. And I'm going to say it. I think that if he gets his 8th World Championship, then he's going to bow out. Even though he's got a contract that extends to... Did he sign a two-year contract? Is it at, at the end of 2023 anyway? Or... Am I getting myself confused? But basically, I think even if he is still under contract for another year, I think Hamilton will say thank you, but goodbye after everything mm. that happened in Abu Dhabi. I think the guy will be wounded. You know, he's he's trusted a rule book that maybe hasn't been <laughs> so kind to him. Um, and yeah, he'll want to prove a point and then say... He'll get out his later. car, kick down Michael Massey's door and go, <laughs> there <laughs> you go, there. and walk yeah. off. And retire. Wow, imagine that. <laughs> Netflix would be frothing at the mouth if that happened. Oh, don't even... But, oh, God, we need to get, get through Drive to Survive from this season. Uh, yeah, in the, in the, well, oh, start of March. Word, yeah. um, okay, Lewis Hamilton, I mean, it's, it's not exactly the, the boldest of predictions. I think, this, uh, yeah, I mean, sure. Uh, obviously, if you go with my predictions, it's all wrong because Mercedes are off the pace. But uh, you guys, and uh, Tommy, of course, thinks that Mercedes is going to be very, very good. And yeah, if they are, Lewis Hamilton, yeah, will beat George Russell over the course of the season. I think that's... Uh, goes without saying, really, um, in terms of pace, whether there's going to be a lot of bad luck, we don't know. You know, the cars might be unreliable. That's why the first three days of preseason testing is private because they think they're all going to blow up. So, um, yeah, I, well, I think if Hamilton wins the world championship this year, he'll get nine and he'll do it next year as well. Because if he is contracted, I think he is loyal enough to the team to not just be like, ah, no, nah, I'm done, mate. Because uh, he'll get that redemption. And then if the car is, you know, quite a bit better than everybody else's why would you leave if you've got that you know that kind of you know you're on a bit of a roll you've just won the world championship you've got a all right let's extend it to nine you know let's see if nobody can beat my world championship record and yeah if you've got a great car fair enough if it was like toe-to-toe that's more stressful than 2021 then maybe lewis would be like okay that probably should bow out but if it was a bit easier i think he'll go for nine yeah hamilton there's always the talk about Hamilton retiring when he's got the best car. And then you, there's people like Fernando Alonso that are just desperate to be in that car just for one more season to get a title uh, and are kind of uh, taking their career even longer than they probably expected just so they've got that opportunity. Um, and I imagine a lot of people, yeah, were like, please, please retire because I want a Mercedes seat. Um, yeah, I've also gone for Lewis Hamilton. Uh, it kind of backed up by my prediction that I think Mercedes will be uh, dominant and I think Hamilton will come back. Um, and 
yeah, just mm. wrap it, wrap it up in Mexico wrap like traditions. <laughs> Why do you think it'd be, it'd be wrapped up in Mexico? Uh, if if they're as good as I my prediction, uh, then yeah, I, I I can just see Merck just nailing the regulations with all their resource, all the all the stuff they've put into it, and all the mm. dollar dollar bills that they've got behind them, uh, and and it's at the end of the day, it's still you know like the hybrid engines and stuff and they have complete you know they have been the team to be even even this year you know, they won the constructors when uh in the first day of testing they were worse than Hass apparently so um that's sarcasm uh but yeah uh i can see hamilton winning the championship lovely thank his you eighth. and i've just thought of one final prediction that i'm going to put you both on the spot for oh, um no. which is to do with what you've just been speaking about kind of how many points will Lewis Hamilton beat George Russell by in 2022? And I want a, a number from you both. I'm going to say 48. Tommy's now looking up the points table because he's forgotten how many points of the. <laughs> 67. Uh, 67. No, maybe I'm more. looking how many. I, I want to. I want to get see how much he beat Bottas by, and then get a. Uh, I'm going to go for. 105 i think george is is his lap dog for a year wow <laughs> just yeah, like frank who you're holding exactly oh, yeah. uh not not just i think not uh not that like russell be ahead and move out of the way i think that could happen like later in the season at the odd race uh but i can see uh personally i can see george with his ties being a bit more sensible uh and sort of thinking about the future. future we've had this Ooh. discussion haven't we where yeah, does he yeah, yeah. does he go hardcore and just i'm the number one now see you later hamilton or does he kind of think no i will i will do my part but we will revisit those uh predictions terrible when we're predictions all wrong and, and george them. russell's beaten him by 100 <laughs> points <laughs> yeah we will Imagine. see um okay brilliant tommy final thoughts <laughs> goodbye <laughs> <laughs> Frank's final thoughts. Yeah, Frank, come on. Interesting, Frank. That wow. is insightful. That's, probably... that's amazing. That's so that is officially your worst final thought ever, Tommy. Just goodbye. Oh, but Frank, you get Frank, some points for keeping. Frank said more. <laughs> oh, we didn't do a yawn. Whatever that was, it could have come true. Uh, Katie, what's your final Frank. thoughts? My final thoughts are, see you in London. I'm shouting, it's happening. And let's never speak of it again once it happens. Thank you, goodbye. Oh, it's going to be spoken about. It's going to be shared. It's going to be videoed. It's going to be brilliant. I, By the way, I want to make sure that you actually record it because I have visions that I'm going to do it and then you're both going to go, <laughs> we weren't recording, you've got to do it again. Well, we and might I'm do not doing it are again. Giving us that, an idea. that is exactly how we speak as well. No, that, yeah, yeah that and is. it's not happening. I'm <laughs> doing it once. <laughs> I'm doing okay. it once. Oh, and that's don't it. worry. I, we will be, be making sure we film. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll come up with the exact phrase because uh, I'm not a fanboy, just passionate. That's that's a lot of syllables and a lot of words. So we're going to have to think about I'm sorry, Fernando. It's not enough. I'm sorry, Fernando. That's Alonso six Diaz. words. That's not many words. Yeah, but a lot of syllables. I said it goes on for quite a while. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, Fernando, Fernando Alonso, Diaz. Formula One world champion 2005, 2006. That's definitely that. more <laughs> syllables. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Perfect. Right. Well, thank you so much for your terrible final thoughts, Tommy, and your, uh, well, not your welcome. We'll see what Katie's final thoughts ends up in in London. And uh, my final thoughts are Charlotte Clare world champion. So uh, thank you, everybody, for <laughs> watching this 2022 
predictions podcast. We will, of course, revisit this at the end of the season and uh, look look forward to seeing how badly we've uh, we've all done. So uh, there you go, Frank. Final thoughts from you. Who's going to be world champion? Is it Charlotte Clare? Yawn if it is. Oh, he said something though. He went, no. He said, no, I'm not yawning, but yes, I agree with you. Perfect. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching and listening. Hashtag WT1 Podcast if you want to get involved in the discussion for future podcasts. And uh, we will see you very soon for another video. Give us a like, give us comments, give us everything. Love you all. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Oh, we're going for a double-handed wave. Apart from Tommy, who can't because he's holding his dog. Bye. Oh. Bye.